Welcome to Fan and Podcast. I'm so glad you spent all that time waiting in line to get this episode. The membership was so expensive. We're so glad you were able to make it. And if you're not a premium uh, customer, then get out. Get out of here. I'm so excited for this episode because it is something I have no experience with. Um, but I have been doing a lot. We've both been doing a lot of research over the last... Mm-hmm. week or so mm-hmm. and we have a super oh, now i'm worried i won't know enough <laughs> oh, uh and we have a super cool guest who uh you just heard um why don't you introduce yourself i'm julia uh that's it that's <laughs> I, it julia cutney i have a youtube channel i do like media reviewing media commentary yes with like emphasis on teenage girl stuff basically i yeah, saw that that's you- how I saw a thumbnail video on your YouTube page uh, for Tall Girl that said Tall Garbage, and I thought that was really, really funny. <laughs> that's my, like, that's my series that, like, people actually watch is my garbage movie series. I, I, I so yeah, that's, I'm negative, I guess. I, uh, that's how I, um, your video for After was referred to me after I watched another movie or a video about After. And that's how I found you. And I've been watching your videos for like a couple months now, and I love them. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that you like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is um, how I found you. And I reached out because I like your criticism, but also because you were at least at one point a fan of Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, actively. <laughs> Which is what we're talking about right. today. We're talking right. about the CW show Riverdale based on... The Archie comics. And if you, the Archie comics, y'all. And if you're not familiar with Fan and Ball, it's a show where we discuss not ex- not the the property itself, but the fan communities and uh, the dynamics within. The, yeah, the people who community. like the thing, not necessarily the thing. There's a lot to um, talk about that here, folks. Let me tell you. Yeah. Riverdale's so. Thick. Um, yeah, so just to go over a little bit of history about the thing itself before we can kind of talk about the people. Uh, like I said, it's based on the Archie comics. Um, it started in 2017 on the CW. Um, it was made by uh, was Roberto Aguirre's Casa. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he was a glee writer, which makes oh, sense. <laughs> he wrote yeah. He wrote the episode where Kurt... And Blaine and Finn and Rachel first had sex, which... Oh my gosh, I never watched that. (laughs) Yeah, that is the episode that he wrote for the first time for Glee. And and then he made Riverdale. Um, So, uh, just some... um, uh, A little bit of background about the show and the fans. After Riverdale started, it was the 44th most popular tag on Tumblr overall. And that's not the 44th most popular television tag or the 44th most popular 
media tag, like the whole website. So this is like going up against tags like um, photography. Photo- yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and art. I didn't know that. And I writing. do remember that when I was like head bug, head stan, I would go on Tumblr and make sure that we were like the number one trending ship all the time. Oh, my gosh. How did you do and that? We did pretty well. I don't know. They would like post stats like once a year. Oh, the fandom. Metrics. I didn't do it myself. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That thing. That um, I there Riverdale has a heavy stake in fandom metrics. I learned this episode. Thirteenth most uh, active fan base in twenty seventeen. That was Bughead. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? So not even just Riverdale. <laughs> nope. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that, but it makes sense. Um. In 2017, River Riverdale was the fifth top live action show. It was the third top live action Whoa. show in 2018. Um, God, I can I don't even know what it was beat, Did it beat out Supernatural? by. I was just That's so blinded. Um, I'm gonna look it up right now. How did the? Well, what counts as live action? Does reality TV count as live action? I don't think so. I think it has to be. Um, it's has I think to be it's like it has to go up against animated because Voltron was the number one animated and probably. Time immemorial Makes on sense. Tumblr, um, but uh, so that is the that's the basic history. It's a huge internet show, and by which I mean it's a show that people like watch and talk about immediately after on the internet. So it's kind of like your uh, I hate this, but like your Game of Thrones, but like for the younger set, um, <laughs> which I think is why it's so huge. I think I think because there are so many streaming shows and so many um, shows that you can binge and then just kind of like forget about the next day. It's with Riverdale, you yeah. you have to commit twenty two episodes, twenty two collective weeks of your time and attention to the sexy murder comic show. <laughs> so it's like Game of Thrones for people who are not aggressively heterosexual. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Sorry, so, I go, I'm going to get um, a lot of Game of Thrones people in my mentions for that. I, I apologize. I never watched that one either. So, Oh, I just recently binged Game of Thrones so that I could like catch up before the last couple episodes, which was a mistake because then nobody liked the last couple episodes. And like, Great, but now and you, you can be like... in the pit with everyone else who hates it. Yeah, yeah, true. I was I was aggressively hating it as well. I didn't like talk about it because I didn't want to be murdered, but... <laughs> I I watched all of season seven or eight. Was it eight or seven? I don't know. I watched the first episode, and (laughs) when the first episode had uh, incest in it, I sort of went, "Okay, well, you guys can have this one." (laughs) That's a solid no for me. (laughs) I uh, I watched all of season seven slash eight, whatever this last season was, with my husband because he's a huge Game of Thrones fan, and. And every episode, he was like, what? <laughs> Why? Well, it's just so upsetting because it was built up for so long. And then the last season was like, okay, it's over now. Just folks. kidding. We hate you. <laughs> Actually, we hate you. Did you did you see that coming? Um so I think uh, to pull it back, I think that's why Riverdale is so huge, is because um it's one of the few shows nowadays. Um I feel so old. It's one of the few shows nowadays that is like followed by like yeah, like week by week. Mm-hmm, that's by a vast amount of people. It's huge, and um, and it's like and beyond that, it's got a lot of 
You know, it's got pretty people. It's a very pretty show. It's got some very yeah. attractive people who are all kissing each other. And um And how it, And, um, you know, and they uh, they're like, oh, and also maybe we have gay people. Maybe we don't, depending on the episode. (laughs) You kids like this Um, stuff, right? So um, and it's visually striking. um, And that's I think I think those all kind of it's like a weird, perfect storm of this like weirdly beloved, uh, not weirdly beloved, like Archie comics are like huge just in general. But seventy five like, years. Yeah, comic. but it's also the fandom is so detached from like Archie comics. Like fans of the comics and fans of the show actually like would bicker about it. Is that so? Yeah, because most of the like people watching the show haven't really read the comics, and most of the people who read the comics detest the show. Interesting. Mm. I didn't know about Archie Comics before the show. Interesting. I read so them. Com- I read- I'm curious how you came to Riverdale, Julia. Oh, well, I'm just like a team drama crazed person. So I saw the trailers and I was like, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> so I watched it opening night. The first Damn. episode came out and I was there. Okay, gra- so you were in on the ground floor of this one. Yeah. And I liked it a lot immediately. I think that the pilot is really good. Really? Like for what it is and what it was trying to accomplish. It does yeah. exposition extremely well. Uh, is my Which was basically like please ship something and then keep watching. Yeah, they they dangle yeah. like four or five of of those in front of you in this pilot, I feel Yeah, like, like the first episode. I need to watch. Is it on Netflix? It has to be on Netflix, right? The first couple seasons. Yeah, they have a deal with Netflix where like Sooner than usual, when a season ends, they can put it out on Netflix, like a week after the season. I'm terrified that I'm going to have to watch this show. Because because I'm like, the more I was reading about it, and I read a lot. I read the entire TV Tropes, or the entire TV Tropes thing for this show. (laughs) That's a lot. So I know a lot of what happens out of order. Um, Um, And the more I read, the more I was like, I have to, I have to know what led like because that's because what you're saying is is what I've heard from a lot of people was that it was really good for like a really short period of time and then it just yeah. kind of like nosedived apparently yeah um so you you watched the first episode and then you were just like in it in it to win it yeah well I had yeah, I had my Teen Wolf fan account on Twitter, which mm. was pretty successful. Mm. So then when Riverdale came out and Teen Wolf was, like, on the verge of ending, it was so close to being over, I was like, I'm going to have to find something new. So I made a Riverdale one and then hopped and the over. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. Teen Wolf and Riverdale have a lot in common. Yeah, I mean. Very pretty people. Teen dramas. Yeah, very. But I would very- say probably... Something like Riverdale has more in common with like Pretty Little Liars. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Supernatural. Yeah. And uh, Pretty Little Liars ended the summer of 2017. And Riverdale started the fall of 2017. So I'm sure a lot of people yeah. were like biting. It like, was like one year. Chomping when at Vampire the bit. Diaries, Pretty Little Liars, and Teen Wolf all ended, and everybody was like, "What do we do now? <laughs> Where do we watch?" I have all of this energy. I have to put it in something. 
So then, like, right at the beginning, everybody was on board with Riverdale. They're like, this is our new thing, and this is what we'll do. But then when people realized that Veronica wasn't going to happen, and that was just kind of a tease, uh, people Mm. were like, okay, so never mind. Because then it was problematic, and they had to get out of there. So maybe we should... Right, because... That might be a good inroad there, uh, because we have this whole category in here about the queer baiting uh, controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I uh, apparently for the first for the marketing for the first episode, there was a lot of footage of Betty and Veronica kissing for the first and episode. So there was. Yeah. A, yes. Dang. The pilot. And so a lot of people were like, oh, this is this is not only going to be dark and edgy Archie. It's also going to be gay Archie. And yeah. Like, so everyone was, I think, I mean, I wasn't there. I'm, I don't go here, but, um, like (laughs) that's part of, uh, I feel like that is part of the, um, migration that was part of the appeal to Riverdale, Mm -hmm. um, in part of, you know, because like when you take something that's, um, wholesome ish, I mean, I read the Archie, I read some of the Archie comics when I was in like, girl, like second grade. And I remember thinking they were funny and cute. So when you take something like that, that I could read in second grade and you make it dark and edgy and also potentially gay, <laughs> that's like a, yeah. a huge draw for a lot of people, especially like, I don't know, like millennial and like early Gen Z in the uh, in the late 2010s who are a lot of them are, you know, queer or gender nonconforming or that kind of thing. So you jump onto that. And that ended up being a kiss to get another character's attention. Cheryl, yeah. if I remember correctly. And yeah, that an audition kiss. Yeah. And that um, made a lot of people really upset. Um, well, actually, like, I think in the beginning, people still thought that that was a clue that they would get together eventually. Like, it was a kiss for show, but then they would actually like each other, mm-hmm. which wasn't the case either. It was just for the promo. Yeah. So um, on multiple levels, it's really, like, not, it's not working. Like, it's 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 doing this thing where it's kind of tempting you to, to engage with this media. Um, and in the actual level of the text... It's, it's kind of doing the exact same thing. It's like it's saying that the characters are saying I want to engage with not these two. It's not these two characters saying I want to specifically have a relationship with 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 the, each other. But specifically, I'm trying to get a reaction out of a different character, which is a pretty meta relationship between what's going on on the textual level and what's going on in the like marketing level. Yeah, interesting. And in both, it, I didn't think about it that on way. On both levels, it's fairly cynical, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, uh, so that happened. <laughs> that um, whole kiss thing happened, and um, people were upset. Um, and so when I was writing out the notes, the queer baiting bullet wasn't going to have its own bullet point, but apparently they have explicitly done it twice. And the second time is in season three. Um, and this was, uh, a character who apparently is canonically gay named Joaquin. And Uh there is a promo, again, it's with the promos. I mean, this, this, this isn't like mind boggling. People use sensational things in promo all the time, even when it's not, 
gay shit. <laughs> uh, even when it's like, oh, you know, this Someone's character die. may die. Yeah. Um, so this isn't necessarily like the worst thing. People do this all the time. It's just marketing. But um, Joaquin kisses Archie, who I guess is straight, apparently, in the show. I don't really know. Probably is is can can you confirm or deny Julia is Archie um, straight? As far as I have seen, Archie is straight. Okay, but a player of a straight guy. Uh, so he dates about every female character in the show. Fantastic, <laughs> you love to see it. Um, and don't um, they? I I wasn't watching at this point though. I didn't know that they ever kissed. Well, yeah, apparently well, it's also a big fake nothing in the exact same um, way as the Betty Veronica <laughs> kiss was. <laughs> Uh, so apparently um, what happened with that is that Joaquin kissed him without his consent in order to distract him from the fact that Joaquin is about to stab him. Oh, wait. No, I do remember this now. Oh, my God. So the gay man is also a murderer. So I did see this. Yes. So- I. This is at the point when I only caught up so that I could watch the Heathers episode. Right. There have been a couple of musicals. There's a Heathers episode? <laughs> yeah, Heather's the musical. Oh, okay, Heather's the the new Heather's 20, 2018 Heather's. Not no, not the sh- not the show, but like the musical. Not the new twenty eighteen Heather's show, oh MTV show, but like the musical that is apparently good. I've heard. I don't know. Well, I haven't listened Broadway. to it. I love the that movie. Musical. Kicks ass. Have y'all seen the film from the eighties? Of course I have. Yeah. Of course I have. Great movie. Almost not that not quite a- as good as uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, but uh, evokes a similar attitude. I feel. Um, so, uh, so Joaquin, a canonically gay character, kisses Archie without his consent, stabs him. Great. And apparently later dies off screen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there's a a lot going on without even showing the fridge. Yeah. There's a lot going on, um, with that. I read a bunch of think pieces. He was also, like, he wasn't on the show for a while. Joaquin dated the other gay character in the show, Kevin, in, like, the first season, and then he was gone, and he came back to, like, stab Archie and die. Like, for one episode. That was it. He didn't, like, have a new arc. He wasn't even a... He wasn't even a thing. They were just like, okay, we can't. Kevin apparently is not able to kiss this person and stab him. (laughs) We have to get another one of those guys. So that's awful. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, so a ton of people, it was supposed to be because he was brainwashed by that board game. Oh, right. They are. <laughs> That's something else. I <laughs> that read. was when I stopped watching the show. Max, so I was like, it's a little bit too much Max, you'll love me. this. The, and apparently in season three, there's a whole plot line with a D and D ripoff cool. where, um, a serial killer is using D and D gargoyle king <laughs> that is using D and D to brainwash people into killing and hurting people and I guess mm-hmm. whatever doing anything else that's illegal but he's using it's very um, antiquated in the D&D is like witchcraft <laughs> camp well um, I could see that the, the the creators of the show might and, and I didn't look up any thing about this I'm, I'm hearing about this for the first time listener um, but <laughs> given the way that the creators of the show respond to um, not only criticism but critique. It, I can see there is a way that they could warm out of that by saying, "Well, yeah, it's based on Archie comics, which is from a time period when people actually did have those associations." 
Yeah, it's it's it it's a lot. Um, it's called Gargoyles and Griffins. So it's G. I believe. Yeah. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So that uh that was that's been a a thing kind of an ongoing thing with the show. Um, (laughs) there's not really an end. Uh, you know, a nice little thing. I they're still airing. So who knows what what, it's in season three or season four right now? I think it's right now. It's in season four. Okay. Four is about. Okay. Yeah. Um, so another, okay. So this is a big, huge thing is the, um, ship of Betty and Jughead. Oh, I'm so glad we're about to talk about this. Yes. Which was my main thing. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So, um, in the comics, it's always, uh, it's always Archie and Veronica or Archie and Betty. It's never Jughead is not usually with either of the girls. No, Jughead is not interested in yeah, romance. Yeah, he's averse to romance. Well, yeah. So, um when uh the show came out and like it was made apparent cuz I th- they get together in the 6th episode of the first season, which is really early on for, you know, Yeah. A show. That's kind yeah, of amazing. it wasn't that much of a slow burn, <laughs> which is surprising that it has such a huge following. Yeah, that's another th- that like it because I'm also somebody who like I can't really get into ships unless I'm tortured by them. But I was so into mm-hmm. it. I I don't know why. I mean, do you know why? Like, what was the draw? I think it's just um, like the cliche of it. Like, oh, this is like the dark haired boy from the wrong side of the tracks, and he's gonna fall in love with like the good girl who like has just been rejected by her longtime crush, but he is not the guy for her. It's this guy. It's very like Taylor Swift, Romeo and Juliet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yes. It's very uh, like Skater Love Boy. Love and I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift. Lovestory.mp3. Um, so, uh, so to bring back to the fandom metrics, Bughead, <laughs> like we said, 13th most active fan base in 2017. <laughs> it was bumped down 10 spaces mm. to 23rd What happened in, in 2018. Um, people stopped watching. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there are, in doing research, I found there are literally so many bughead videos. I cannot watch them all with all the time I have left on the earth. It's embarrassing. My, like, yours is like my most cute videos. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have that gross one that's there, like, like them losing their virginities to each other that I hate. And it has... It has three million views. I've tried to put it on private before, but then I just felt so bad losing three million views, so I put it back. I think I might like make the thumbnail blank and change the title to like I'm embarrassed and <laughs> leave it at that. Um, but then I have the other one that's like 104 reasons to ship Bughead. These were like my videos that got my channel started. <laughs> Folks, before we continue, I just really have to draw attention to the to this. We're saying the word Bughead like it's. It's a normal thing to say, and I mean, I know this is a show about the <laughs> the internet and internet fandoms, but Bughead specifically sounds like a slur of some kind to me. Bughead <laughs> is like, get that fucking Bughead out of here! Like, I know? was a huge proponent of the Bughead ship name. Everybody thought it was so gross, and like Bughead antis will call it Licehead gross. now. Clever, <laughs> but um. <laughs> I always thought it sounded so endearing and cute. You little bughead. You little bughead. You you said earlier that the other option was Jetty, which I don't like anymore. Yeah. I don't like that much more than bughead. That's already a word. Jetty? Yeah, it's a word for like a pure. Huh. Uh, 
Oh. Well, how about all that? How about all that? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this was the huge, huge, huge ship that kind of like, it's kind of like the, the Bellamy Titanic. and Clark from the hundred, except yeah. for this show. So it's like from the, from the jump, apparently this was the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually like the, when the premiere happened, everybody was so hardcore Veronica. Really? And th- then there was like, yeah, it was really hard to be a Bughead fan like in the first like six episodes before they really got together because I was wanting them to get together since episode three. I remember this like specifically. And then like constantly people would just f- fight me about it. Like they did not want me shipping Bughead because they were like, can't you see that we all like Veronica? Um but then, like, the queer baiting controversy happened because people realized that they weren't actually going to go through with that. And they just sort of left the whole fandom and then Bugheads took over. Does anybody mm. ship Jeronica? Oh, like some gross people. Okay. So what's, okay, tell me more about <laughs> no, the... Because that's, that's like one of those, like, crack ships that maybe, like, a couple people will make an edit of occasionally and then everybody will be like, this is gross, you need to stop. <laughs> Verboten. <laughs> People have shipped like Cheryl and Jughead, and that's the Jughead. worst one. I can't. Well, because yeah, because Cheryl's gay, canonically right? a lesbian. Yeah, that is gross. So I don't, I don't care for that. That's an interesting inroad to another topic within Bughead. Is that there was a big controversy, as I understand, uh, because at, at some point in the Archie Comics continuity, Jughead began identifying as Ace Arrow, and. Yeah. And there were a lot of folks I, who sort of saw the Jughead character in Riverdale as being kind of coded Ace Arrow. Is that fair to say? Oh, I didn't know about that. They would. I just remember people saying that it was asexual eraser. Mm. Erasure. Mm-hmm. I don't know eraser. Um. <laughs> it, but, yeah. Uh, uh, he is kind of. He does have a lot of dark, like, and the asexual. Good lord, asexual flag is gray, black, white, and purple. Okay. So there's a lot of dark, like, I guess if you, although Veronica, you know, if we're going to do that, Veronica in the comics is black and purple. Oh, well, so there it is. if that's what we're going to do, but, um, but I don't know if those flags were like really in use. No, they weren't. But if you were, if you were to make that argument like today in 2017, that's not today, but you know, when the show happened, God, in I, wish. <laughs> I know, God. um, uh, you could make that argument, I guess, maybe. But so anyway, the, so sorry. there's a big I, wank here over, like, yeah. over the, you know, the the supposed asexual erasure. I I don't know if you. I think this was. Sorry, okay. <laughs> this was like my big thing in the like how I got like my Riverdale account started is that I made a thread about like that controversy, which was kind of like in defense of Bughead because people would really get mad at you for shipping Bughead because they thought it, that it was asexual eraser and i'm like a leftist gal like i'm i'm not arguing that they didn't queer bait that they didn't do this or that but i had a problem with that argument specifically because there was one singular comic where he said that he was asexual and it was released after they had already yes. like began production on Riverdale. Yes, and that's the thing is that um, it, it came out it was the fourth issue of um, he had a solo run just called jughead and it was the fourth issue of Jughead, which came out after Riverdale had been conceptualized and pitched to the CW. 
And one of the first decisions they made was Bughead. So I... Because that was never happening in the comics. And as you can see, like, these are two separate continuities that don't... That one may draw yeah. inspiration from the other, but they're not the same story. They're not necessarily the same characters. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like Riverdale... Something that we can get into later in this episode, but I feel like Riverdale specifically... Maybe it's just because it's such a large microcosm of the broader internet fandom community. Um, it specifically has a lot of struggles within it from an outsider perspective. What I'm seeing is a lot of struggle between this idea of like who owns the property. Like where what is um, where does where does fandom end and canon begin and what does canon even mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, when it's. So far adapted because there have been so many iterations yeah. of Archie comics. Beth posted a link to this really interesting article in The Verge that I think we should probably put in the uh, show notes because it's a really yeah. great read. Um, and I pulled out this one uh, paragraph from the author, uh, Caitlin Tiffany, Kate underscore Tiffany on Twitter. Uh, she writes, we're approaching an era where more and more creative properties are viewed as open source. We're deriding something as not canon, barely even registers as an insult. And where fans who are given a back channel to interact with stars, creatives, and each other will use it constantly and aggressively. Um, and her point there about creative properties, IPs becoming open source is something that's like endlessly fascinating to me. And it's like a big... It's a drum that I like to bang a lot. I'm not a big fan of intellectual property laws. I think kind of they're, they're antithetical to progress, generally speaking, and they hold a lot of things back in our society. But this is a really fascinating conversation to me, specifically. This idea of, like, where is the responsibility of the creator? And at what point does fan work become um, a, uh, an entity of its own that's distinct from the thing that it's based on? Yeah, there was um, something in one of the articles I read, um, and I wish I could remember or pull it out, um, but it was about how um, I think at one point in the show they kind of winked. They do this thing that some creators really like to do, which is that they uh, they acknowledge the fandom, but they kind of make fun of it. Oof. Yeah, well, they'll constantly say things like I like their ship names in the show. What? Is that like kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they, yeah, they'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" But Bughead is iconic. Yo, I heard <laughs> like Bughead other characters is trademarked, say that and I know I just did a thing about oh, intellectual it is. property, but we live in a fucking society, folks. <laughs> I I remember that was something we celebrated when that happened. We were like, they trademarked the ship name that we came up with. Yeah, we did a bunch of free labor for these people, and they they co-opted the thing <laughs> yeah. that we created as marketing without uh, our consent. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, and and then they started using it in the comics too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, they say they say bughead and stuff, and then we would all screenshot that and be like, "Our it's power. real." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, um, yeah, and uh, and that's always been weird to me personally as someone who creates fan works because I don't I don't necessarily love the. Um, uh, and this is kind of getting into, oh, um, I don't love when like the people involved in things are made aware of what I'm doing on the internet <laughs> because yeah. that's not, 
it's not a lot of fun. It, it, and I, I guess when you're like, when you're like so involved in a ship, like I, you know, like you were and, um, any acknowledgement is just like another, what, whatever the opposite of a nail in the coffin is, um, of like, <laughs> oh, we're, like we're validated, you know? Um, it is just weird to me, like, uh, that, that some, some of these people are, are like, like, I know, um, I have some friends who work on some TV shows and they, uh, I mean, they, and people they know just spend hours in the hashtag or on the Tumblr tag. Oh, really? Just like going through and looking through what people say. And I mean, it might, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say it has anything to, any bearing on the story, but I don't think. No, that was a huge reason I stopped watching as I felt like they were too influenced by fan opinion. I think, so what there's, there's what a were delicate. Some, what were some, um, what were some, uh, what the hell examples of that, that you noticed? Like, um, I thought since they realized that Bughead was their big selling point and that everybody loved Bughead. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people did. Um, you know who They you started, are. like, being afraid to let them break up. Ooh. Like, I, this is just, like, my interpretation of it, I guess. But they would, like, have them have little tiffs, but then, like, immediately get back together. And they were, like, afraid to do the teen drama thing, which is to, like, have couples break up. Okay. Because they knew that people would be so mad at them if Bughead broke up. And, like, because when they did, when they had their little arguments, people would just start going on and on about how bad the writing was. Like, for no other reason than besides, mm. my couple isn't together now. Oh, man. It's an interesting point. Yeah. That's, um... My dog is winding up my door. I'm going to let her in. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's always been really um, uncomfortable to me. Yeah, and this is, it seems like there's a really delicate balancing act here. I know that if I were creating a work that was as popular as Riverdale, and if I was like actually in, in the writer's room and, uh, and involved in that way, um, I, would, I would be extremely wary of, of engaging with, with, the, with the community in the same way that you just mentioned that they are. Because it just seems like, and, and this is going to get me back into the same conversation I just had about who owns who owns the property, who owns the characters, because it's like when you're creating this and the way that we consume media in 2019, the way people engage with it's not just passive anymore. There are, there are a lot of people who just passively consume television, but there's a lot of people who are very, very, very active in their consumption and that consumption becomes part of their identity. And yeah. I feel like if you are the person creating the thing that someone else is consuming as part of their identity, you are, man, you're walking a really thin line here because you could get wrapped into something um, that and in a certain way, it's it's sort of like you're creating something that's bigger than itself. And, and maybe that's what all creation is, right? Maybe you're always creating something that's a little bit bigger than you um, and a little bit bigger than the thing, a little bit more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. It always and, and it always just makes me really like I go to because I go to a lot of conventions and so sometimes I'll go like I went to a My Hero Academia panel and sick. the <laughs> yeah it was sick it was dope dope as hell who was on the panel um, can I ask it was Justin oh. um who voices Deku the person who voices uh, Sue and the voice and oh. person who voices Uraka. Um, is this an anime? Yes. Yeah, it it's, is. A, it's the best anime, and it pre premieres season four one week from yesterday. 
on me. I was listening to your other episodes, and there were just so many things. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Especially that Harry Potter one. You guys were talking about, like, old internet and, like, live journal, like, things. Like, I just, I, did, I didn't know. Bless. I was just on Twitter. Julia, my Hero Academia <laughs> is sort of like if Harry Potter was, it's Harry Potter, but it's about a superhero school instead of a it's wizard school. It's Sky High, but a TV show. It's so it's much Sky better than Sky High. High, though. Oh, I love Sky <laughs> High. You would like Hero Now, Opera. that's intrigued. Check it out. Uh, it's a great show. <laughs> but uh, but the, the, the actor for Uraraka, when they were like, or rock. I mean, um, when they were like, "Oh, who do, who do you like it when uh, your character interacts the most with?" and she was like, "Oh, I really like it when she talks to Bakugo," and everyone in the audience was like, "Whoa!" and I was like, and she was kind of like smirking, and I was like, "I don't like this," <laughs> like, like I I mean, like you can want something, but like the way she said it was like, and I I think she's a perfectly fine person. This is not to shade her, but like. I, when, when, like, that kind of thing happened, like, it happened a lot in Buffy when, um, when, like, the Spuffy versus Bangle, which Ugh. I hate, I still hate, I have always hated the ship name for that, but, um. It's like Bagel. The whole, <laughs> yeah, the whole debates for those, like, Sarah Michelle Geller would, like, talk about it in public, and I'm like, we don't, I mean, I know people are asking, but we don't have to do this. We can leave these two things separate, and I feel like there is an urge to to bring what you have created to the people that you associate with, right? Like, if I am here in the fandom and I'm creating something, I have an urge to show it to the people that inspired it, and I... I think I've I'm 29 year old person and I've I've come to a certain realization about celebrities and the and the way we interact with celebrities that I just genuinely feel like you should never talk to a celebrity if you if you really look up to someone don't ever don't meet them. Well, and this this is a good this is another good segue. Thank Cole you, Max. Sprouse. <laughs> stepped in it oh well, well no it, i mean yes we can talk about that but also so many people wanted cole and lily reinhardt who plays uh betty um their their relationship which are they together i can't they were together yeah they're together that seems unhealthy can i just say like as a person who used to go to acting school it seems very unhealthy to like date someone who your character is dating yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you were you were into that as well, right? You? Yeah. So I mean, I never ever ship real life people because I feel like that's a weird thing to do. Uh -oh. But like with them specifically, I got into it. I don't know why. Probably just because I shipped Bughead, and then you naturally want the actors to be together too. Yep. Um, but yeah, there was lots of drama drama within the fandom about like their privacy and stuff because they actively we knew they were together for a long time because of sleuthing like lily would post like pictures of some leaves on a hike trail on her instagram story and then you'd see him on his instagram story like also hiking and they were obviously not trying to make it public but like we all knew <laughs> so for a long time they were private about their relationship and we just we like tried to like draw lines between like what was acceptable for us to do and like what wasn't like theorizing and shipping wise what was the what were the lines <laughs> um we all agreed never to tag them in any of our like our ship nice. content bless you <laughs> and and then we would like get at people who did and that was the whole thing and just generally like at cons and things like asking them if they're dating not to do that Ugh. Ugh. 
So it was mostly just, like, privately, like, shipping them, like, calling them cute, like, making edits of them, but not, like, trying to force that on them. Sure. I did indulge in this at one point in my life, I have to uh, admit, even though I gave you a little bit of uh, lip about it. Uh, Beth in our earlier episode. I was going to say. Um, and it was Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone after watching The Amazing Spider-Man, which is a good yeah, movie. Yeah, they had some cute pictures. Oh, Max, no. like that movie. I'm not going to say, hey, listen, I am the one person on this planet who really liked Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 and Andrew Garfield The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I liked you both are. of those movies. You're the, the only, only one. one. I liked some aspects of it. I just thought there were too many villains. It's, but like, if there was just one of the villains and you isolate yes. that, I like. Sandman it. was a great villain. Deserved his own movie. Oh, loved um, Sandman. That was like kind of the main they, one. I thought that he's under. I love Jamie Fox. They should have found literally anybody else to be the bad guy in Spider- the Amazing Spider-Man too. Because I look at the man that he plays, and I'm supposed to believe that he is like anti-social shut-in, and nobody likes him. When it's Jamie Fox. <laughs> and he's like beautiful and charismatic and no matter they gave him a fucking comb over and a fake gap tooth but it's still Jamie Fox. Anyway, I uh, about Spider-Man, I'm sorry. Is it not? <laughs> um what oh real people and then Cole, yeah. And so in Cole Sprouse um said in an issue of Glamour um pretty soon after the first season of Riverdale even aired. Um, but it had already become like a thing, like a whole ass thing. Um, he said, quote, it's pretty inappropriate of fans to think they can expect any kind of narrative from showrunners or writers or actors, which that's a thing. Um, I just don't think that's the way you should engage with material mm. that you're writing, watching as a passive audience member. I was with him until the last, until the last half. Because the minute you're dictating how it's okay to engage with a work of creative material, that's where I think you're going wrong. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of depends on what he means by passive. Like, because, like, I don't think he necessarily means that we shouldn't be, like, obsessing over it as much as we shouldn't be, like, projecting what we think should happen onto the creative staff. That's the other thing is... Which was kind of the beginning. Sentence. And if you're really harassing, especially if you're harassing actors, because they don't they don't have a say in this shit. They yeah. don't control. That happens with Riverdale a lot. People will be like, your character did this and I hate I don't you. Think, <laughs> I think a lot of people genuinely don't understand the division of work that goes into creating a, a TV show or a piece of visual media. Like, I don't think people understand the divide between I mean, actors, and even writers, the, and producers. This is one thing I learned, like, doing my Buffy podcast. Even the person who is credited as writing the episode didn't necessarily oh, yeah. write... The actual like the thing. every Absolutely. single word they came up with the story probably yes. and they probably wrote a couple scenes and a whole there's room a whole of room of people at a table from what i understand <laughs> um who go about this and that's even and just so- before filming because then once you're actually in the set the director and the actors work together to create something that might be completely different yeah, and so, then the um, editors all get together and they create something for a third time that's completely different. Yeah, and so by the time by the time it airs on the CW, it's a Frankenstein's monster. So many hands have touched <laughs> of uh, of of our of art. So that's um, that was a lot of people um, got up in arms about that thing that he said in Glamour. Um, because I think they took it as an affront 
to um, their watching of the show, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, I think also there is sort of if you read it in a if you read it's it's this is not a generous reading of what he said, but if you read it in a certain way, it can be taken to say that like you shouldn't you should passively engage. You should not actively engage. You shouldn't make your own things. And like I said, that's not a charitable reading. It's not a generous reading of what he said. I think Cole probably was dealing with some shit. Like some people were probably making his life hard for reasons that were not good. And uh, I think he was upset about that. Um, but it's this is the whole fucking issue. And I'm, I, I'm here's Broken Record Max again. Like there's this whole divide between the consumption and the production um, that the, the communication is so stratified there. You know, there's no... It's all computer mediated, and when it's not computer mediated, it's usually like someone on a panel that you are separated by physical distance and like a million layers of social um, social rules from like actually interacting with. Yep, you said it very well. <laughs> the example that I gave in the notes, which I would love to bring up, uh, because I just realized that Sonic is actually Sonic the Hedgehog. You know that that blue hog who runs real fast. <laughs> You know, you know that guy. You know that guy. He's a he's an Archie Comics property. I don't know if y'all are aware of this. I didn't um, know that. So Sonic the Hedgehog could appear in Riverdale. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So make that happen. Ooh, that's an uh, idea. It's totally fine to ship Sonic the Hedgehog and Shadow the Hedgehog, um, but it would be totally outlandish to expect Sega to establish that in canon. You know what I'm saying? Oh so it, it it's fine for you to ship, you know, whoever you want to <laughs> ship. Nobody nobody really cares. I mean, there's some things that are like gross, like if you're shipping. Uh, includes like underage pairing or shit like that. That's disgusting. Or incest. Incest. That's that's bad stuff that we don't like. That's I don't know why the internet is so into that. Can I just say as a sidebar, I don't know what's wrong. That's a different. Uh, it's a different the podcast. Internet. Oh, we could go on for hours. But like, okay. just in the same way that it's that it's totally beyond the pale to expect Sega to be like, yeah, Sonic and Shadow are dating. It's kind of like weird for you to say for you to have this expectation that what happens in your version of the fan lore is going to become the thing that is broadcast on television. Unless yes. you're like a really great writer and yeah. you're spotting the, you know, you're spotting the trends and you kind of understand where the writing is going and you're making like actual predictions. But I feel like that's totally different than like creating fan work. You know, that's a different kind of engagement. That's more critique and less um, uh, creativity. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. You know what I'm saying. Um, and the last, so the last little thing that we have is um, there is, so Bughead is like, or was apparently not as much anymore if what, I, um, what I've seen on the internet is an indication. But um, the other huge ship, I guess, also Archie and Veronica are together, but uh, I, I didn't find literally anybody talking we, about that. Do we so. call that Varchi? What is that? Varchi, yeah. Oh, I hate it. And there's like there's like a 10% part of the fandom that's really into them, but it's pretty much either like Bughead or Varchi. Is that what you were going to talk Barchi. about? No, I was going to talk about... What's the other one? Oh, Shoney? Yeah. Cheryl, uh, uh, Cheryl and Tony are... They're lesbians, Harold. Um, they're lesbians, Harold. <laughs> um, Sorry, you, so, did, you wrote that in the notes. I stole that. <laughs> so Cheryl is uh, a lesbian canonically in the show and Tony is a bisexual is a bisexual. That's not kind of 
what I meant to say, but um, <laughs> but they got together. So Cheryl has been around because um, this is not a spoiler. It's in the first episode, but her brother is the one who is murdered. Um, so uh, she's been around since the first since the jump. But apparently Tony might have come in a little later. Um, yeah, they get together season in season two. two. Um, and, uh, it's a huge thing because it's an interracial gay couple on the show and it's canon and, you know, they're not just queer baiting, although there was some argument that apparently it might've been in response to the outrage about the Betty and Veronica thing. Yeah. Some people have said that. Um, so, but they get together. It's great. Apparently they have like no screen time. Like, apparently, um, I have this quote from um, uh, David Opie wrote for Into. He said, while Archie and Veronica are getting naked together on the regular, you'd be forgiven for assuming that Cheryl and Tony are just friends if you only started watching Riverdale this season. That was season three. Um, they get, like, no screen time, which I guess is better than one of them dying. Yeah, you know, I would prefer I have that. Such, I, have, I have such low standards for... I mean, I've seen... I was, like, out of the fandom by the time they, like, really got together. I think it was, like, as they were getting together that I was, like, done and I was leaving. But there is some argument in the fandom that the reason they get less screen time, and they still do get quite a bit. I think people over-exaggerate how little they get, um, is because they're not, like, the core four. Like, they're serious regulars, but the people who are always going to have the most screen time are Archie, Betty, Jughead, and Veronica. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they've had a sex scene, and they had, like, a whole episode dedicated to, like, Tony saving Cheryl from a, like, can, like what is it? It's Sister's Mercy? They were trying to make her straight. What do you call that? Oh, a conversion count. Cons- conversion therapy, yeah. She was saving her from that. And, like, they've had, I think they've had loads and loads of scream time, actually. Like, not compared to Varchie or Bughead, not as much, but still a, a bit. Like, I don't... Yeah, I don't think that anybody would watch and think they were just friends. Okay, well, see, this is why you're here. Because all I have to go off of is internet, <laughs> people writing on the internet. Um, and uh, another little fun thing is apparently they um, they took Bughead's place for um, uh, in Tumblr Fandometrics, and they are now, in 2018, they were the 13th most active fan base. Oh, wow. Instead of Bughead. Bughead I didn't know jumped, this, but it makes sense, yeah. Bughead dropped 10 spaces... And uh, Shoney, because it had just come out of the show, it, it like had just appeared that season, jumped to um, 13th, which um, makes sense because uh, especially, and I, I do want to say uh, that Tumblr is, um, I'm not going to try and make any grand sweeping statements, but I have almost been on it for 10 years, so kill me. Um <laughs> It is very geared towards, in a fandom aspect, towards queer pairings. Yes, yes. Towards, um... Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody would disagree. With yeah, yeah. Towards, uh, uh... Well, queer is really... I, that's really the main thing, but, um... I don't think anybody know, towards, would uh, slight you if you said that Tumblr is the least heterosexual uh, social, social media platform. Social media, yeah. Um, so, uh... So... While that um, that seems like a huge jump, and it is, I mean, uh, uh, objectively, yes, that is for a sh- for a ship that hadn't existed the year before, 
to, you know, be in the top 15, top 20 of all ships on Tumblr. Huge. Um, but there is a, there is a, um, what am I trying to say? Like a, a bent, I guess. It's like they were, it's like the writers looked at the people who were watching the show. Huh. And, and said, research. and this is me being, I, I hate the cynicism here, but, uh, looked at the people who are watching the show and said, this is what they are looking for. This is what they like. They didn't like when we did this other thing with Betty and Veronica. So maybe we can give them this. And I don't know. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Well, look, it's um, and cynical, but like the world of television marketing is extremely cynical. Yeah. It's populated by very cynical people from, for the most part. So, um, so it's kind of like it's it's kind of like an Ouroboros, kind of like oh, and Tumblr beget beget Shoney, and Shoney beget Tumblr, and the fandom. You know, it's just like the fandom and the writers are kind of. It's kind of going back to what we said. The fandom and the writers are kind of feeding into each other, um, which is, I mean, not. It's just TV nowadays. I think yeah. sad with a lot of. I mean, maybe not. Um, it's it's TV with more active fan bases, I would say, um, like this and um, what else? What are there? I'm trying to think of others. Like Voltron was. Uh, I know I keep coming back to Voltron, but I, it the that fandom when we get to it is just fucking insane. It's, a it's deep ridiculous. Well. Yeah, it's it's just genuinely insane. Um, so uh, when shows have a big fan base. And the writers are very into it. It's kind of just like they just feed into each other and there's really never any end to it unless they decide to stop, you know, giving people what they want and just doing what they want, which I guess sometimes happens, but I haven't seen it. So that's my little thing. So, um, and we already talked about uh, Ace Aero Jucket. I'm looking at the notes right now. What are you doing with the Julia? Um, I'm curious to hear um, what is the most like. Is there any particularly memorable uh, fan interactions uh, that you can think of when you're thinking of the Archie or, or, or sorry, rather the Riverdale fandom? Oh, loads. I guess there was a particular like big fandom drama that I was involved in. I was like kind of known as like the most dramatic like ship war oh, gal okay. on Twitter, uh, which is like why I ended up having to deactivate my account because I was like, wow, you're way too invested. You're being mean to people right now. But um, there was a, basically I made an undercover Barchi account and pretended <gasps> that I shipped Archie and Betty <laughs> so that I could get into one of their GCs their group chats and then like see what they were talking about and mostly first and foremost to see if they ever talked about me or like put my tweets in there and then like made fun of them and they did so for like a month or so I like let it myself sit in the group chat and I didn't really look at it I just stayed on my account and then one day I went and looked back at everything and I took screenshots and I made this thread that was called a brief Barchi expose and <laughs> and Julia. it like went viral in the fandom. I <laughs> I first showed that they had also made undercover accounts to 
infiltrate Bughead GCs. So that was a, it was good that I found their messages doing that. So then I could be like, they did it too. It's okay. Um, and then them talking about me and then them saying some problematic stuff about the show. Like, uh, like, I don't know. I can't really remember what it was, but they would kind of make fun of like the idea that people would want Betty and Veronica together and like just things like that. Anyway, so I posted that, and then all of the Barchies hated me, and then it, like, probably was a couple months later, I was like, I've got to stop this, and I left the fandom. That's probably the most memorable So, thing. Beth, it seems a theme is developing uh, across multiple episodes of Phantom Ball. Yes. Of, of. Uh, of su- subterfuge within the fandom in this way. Yeah, I, when I was listening to your last episode, I was like, oh, no, I did something like <laughs> I don't think... It was it, it, me. But, like, on a way smaller yeah, no, scale. No, you're not Miss Scribe. I mean... I'm not comparing you to Miss Scribe. I apologize. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm... God, if I'm... Uh, I... I'm trying to think, because I know I was involved with something with Glee. Because Glee was also a trash fire. Just, like, straight up from the first episode, it was just garbage, and it just got worse and worse and worse. I was, like, in sixth grade when it came out, though, so I really loved the first season. No, oh, no, I, mm, you will not catch me talking. (laughs) The first season of Glee is a masterpiece, and I'm not. (laughs) But uh, the, um, just the people, because I was a junior in high school, and that's also when I got on to Tumblr, and that is, like, that was a rough time because um, it's like you had the people who wanted um, Artie and uh, Tina, me, to get together, and Finn and Re- and Finn and Rachel, and Quinn and Rachel, and Quinn and Finn, and Quinn and Puck, and Finn and oh, Am it I was just a such a nightmare. Are you guys speaking English still? <laughs> no, no, these are all real things, and I was involved with so many fights, so many fights with people. Like, anyway, it's just yes. That's and and that's why I'm like to to get a little I guess meta. It's like that's why I'm so interested because people and it people take this stuff so seriously and I don't want to shame them for that because it's so big. At the time, like yeah. when you're in it, it seems like there's nothing else in the world. Yeah. And like like I would get so like invested in these arguments I was having, I would be like shaking in my room like yeah. And then I would try to, like, vent about it to my friends, and they'd be like, girl, just, like, don't go on the app. And I was like, you don't understand. They don't ship Betty and Jughead, and I do. So we have to fight. So, like, they got to be, they have to be told. Someone has to tell them, okay? <laughs> There's, someone is wrong on the internet, okay? Yeah, I mean, and that's the, God, that's the whole, it's just, it's everything. It, at, at, at a certain point, it just seems like, like literally the the walls will fall down around you if this other person does not also ship Harry Draco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like you know and it's 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 been that way since time immemorial and I am convinced it will continue that way until the earth bursts into flames. Well it's just like once you're in a fandom and like a hobby of yours is to be invested in something, a character or a ship, and then somebody's like, I don't like that, you're like, But but I have more an authority to talk about this than you because I spend so much time with this. And then that's like I don't know how it like starts to feel like it's your identity and then when somebody attacks it, it feels like they're attacking you. Exactly. 
yeah, that's it. It's the it's it's the whole thing of like um, I think because I think fandom attracts a very specific kind of person. And again, like please do not. This is me at inoculate at your listener. mentions right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, don't at me because the fandom was made fandom when I was born. The internet looked Back at me. Back in my like, day. Yeah. Yeah, the internet looked at me and was like, "We got you. We got another one." She she's she's going to be real into it. And I and I have been and I am always like I just don't and I don't see that changing anytime soon in my life just because it's 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 all consuming and it's fun. It's just so much fun when like things are going well. It's just like you if you're not involved in this kind of thing, you just can't, you can't imagine how, like, you know, if a new, if, like, when Glee came out, I'm just thinking of, like, comparing to a fandom like Riverdale, Glee was huge when I was in high school, and um, when the new, I remember, God, I remember when the new episodes came, when the song listings for the episodes that week would come out, and I would be like, oh, Jesse's girl, they're going to sing Jesse's girl, and what this is going to be is Finn is going to sing it because he's sad that Rachel is dating Jesse, and other people would be like, no, Jesse's going to sing it about, and I'm like, that's not even what the song is about, and like, that's the kind of, it's, it's so much fun, and it's just like, it's like that kind of high when you're in it, when you are in the shit, is like unreachable. It's you like can't... being in the trenches. It's like you. It's such a strong feeling yeah. of community, and it's amazing to me that this feeling of community is able to be achieved through what's ultimately a parasocial relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's. Um, it's why we do this I, podcast. Like to be real, yeah, like that feeling is like, why fan and ball exists. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't remember why we started talking about that's, this, hey, but like th- that's every great conversation I've ever had, though. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> where, where did we start this? Yeah. So um, so that's Riverdale. I feel like that's Riverdale, folks. I feel like we did it. We and right now, I mean, I'm sure God, this this episode will be rendered obsolete in a year. Oh, th- immediately, almost <laughs> because the new season is about to come out. Um, uh, but so Julia, but, you're not in the fandom anymore, right? No, I deactivated and I don't watch it anymore. When it got to the whole, like, maybe there's like a god named the Gargoyle King who's trying to make teenagers Sorry, kill what? themselves. I was like, I don't know. Pardon? Pardon? That was, that was <laughs> well, because eventually it was revealed that it was just like real people like trying to manipulate things, I guess. But like when they first started the Gargoyle King, like G&G storyline, th- like they kind of implied that he was like a supernatural being and they would like see him in a mask in the forest and they'd be like, it's the Gargoyle I'm, King. <laughs> I'm wigging out right now. And this is wrinkling <laughs> I my brain. get out of there do you feel lighter yeah like i almost quit the fandom like way earlier than Mm. i did because the but the only reason i kept going was that i could advertise my youtube videos on my stan account which had like followers already and that's how i got started on youtube and then once i had like twenty thousand subscribers i was like i'm out thank you for your time uh this show is the kind of show that uh, with the weekly updates and with the, tw- you know, it's it's big on Twitter. We haven't really talked about that, but um, 
It's really big. That's on, where I was. Yeah. It's real big on Twitter. Um, and uh, that... I think if I ever, like, joined the fandom again or a fandom, I would probably go more towards Tumblr because Twitter's a nightmarish place for being a fan. That is so interesting. Twitter, Twitter for me is me screaming into the void. So, well, that's, like, on my account now, that's what it can be. I can just be, like, here's this tweet that I disagree with, and then I'll, like, quote it, and then I'll, like, post something about how I just ate a sandwich. But, like, when you're on stand Twitter, it's, like, crazy. Like, I was constantly in battles. And, and like, just, like, the hive mind of stan twitter is insane like people just one day decide like collectively to believe something and then you're in the crossfire if you don't agree mm. see that's so interesting to me because um i uh fandom i mean it was kind of like that on tumblr um but uh stan twitter to me um, and maybe this is just because I'm, I'm i'm just a little too old for it terrifies me i've seen some of the tweets like it's just, it's such a, um, it, it seems like it can be such a, a battleground, like, for, yeah, like, what am I, what was I thinking of, um, like, Harry Potter, for some reason right now, is, like, really big, it has its own brand of stan Twitter, and, like, to be on there, and for people to be, like, oh my god, it's so gross that people ship Harry with Draco, Draco's an abuser, and I don't even ship Harry and Draco, but I'm, like, I'm gone, like, it's... Yeah, like, things are just... Like, Tumblr can be, like, you can have fights on there, too, but, like, it's a little bit more wholesome. Like, people are just making, like, gift sets, and they're, like, writing fan fiction. I miss Tumblr. Drawing fan art. But Twitter's just, like, no, nobody's really doing the creative stuff. They're just kind of... Twitter's just Thunderdome, like, folks. Fighting. That's, like, all you can do on Twitter <laughs> is fight with each other. Oh, I... And then if you try to make an account that's drama-free, like, that'll yeah, be in your sorry, bio. Yeah, sorry, bye Drama-free account. Like, you just, you can't do it. Mm. Mm. that's so fascinating to me i have to i we have to talk about stan twitter at a, at another point but um julia is there anything that could get you back in the riverdale fandom uh no that's done the ship has sailed like, folks we <laughs> maybe one day like when it ends i'll try to watch all the bughead stuff i missed but like outside of that i i'm just tired okay. of it i might have to catch up to watch whatever they do for the next musical episode. Because those are really bad, but I also really like all the musicals they do. So far, they've just done Carrie and Heathers. I love both of those. And they might do, like, Beetlejuice Fuck next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I just got on Twitter. The first thing I see is someone retweeting, it's a new year, hashtag Riverdale returns Wednesday at 8, 7 central. And I click on it, and it says, the first tweet says, Phallus fandom finally won. Sorry, what does what? that mean? <gasps> Phallus! <laughs> That's the ship of um, Betty's mom and Jughead's dad. Which is another huge thing why I stopped watching the show is they share a sibling. And once that was introduced, I was like, I can't be doing this. I can't be shipping this anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, like, you, you knew for a while that Alice had been pregnant in, like, high school, and then you, like, knew that Betty had a half-sibling, and then you find out that it was, yeah, Jughead's dad. I'm going through... Who was the father? I'm going through all of these mentions. Phallus Kiss, Shoni and Phallus, Bughead and Phallus, 
phallus, my baby Archie. Are we saying, so this is the same word that means a wiener shaped object, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a good ship name at all. I, I was saying it out loud and I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it a little bit different? Like phallic? Yeah. Well, a phallus, no, a phallus so it's just is like a an slight... object that is phallic. Okay. Yeah, that's not. That's a bad ship name, guys. That's a bad thing. Yeah, but people ship that. The weird thing is, it's kind of like the exact same story as Bughead. Like, that ship is just like, this guy's from the south side and this girl's from the north side. And they might fall in love. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. I think that's I think that's where we have that's to end it. it. All right, <laughs> I think that's the end of it. Julia, um, I'm so happy if, that you joined us today. It's just been jo- a joy to talk to you about this stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hope no problem. we haven't brought up too many horrible, painful memories. Yeah, don't if you need if you need to bring this uh, podcast up with your therapist. I, I totally understand that. Um, where can um, our fans find you on the internet if they want to hear more of your great analysis? Oh, on my YouTube channel. It's a good YouTube channel, which folks. Is just Julia Cudney, C-U-D-N-E-Y. Cool. Which is a weird last name. Apparently, people think it's Korean because a lot of people are like, "Oh, did you get like surgery to not look Korean?" And I'm like, "Oh my no, god, what the fuck!" Yeah. What I don't is know. this oh. planet? What is we live in? A I, me and my dad think that one of our ancestors, like was like a bank robber and then changed their name to something totally I actually have because we can't like trace our family tree back that far and this nobody else has this last I have a similar experience in that when my um uh uh, I think like three generations ago when my uh when my uh ancestors it feels weird to say ancestors about people who lived in like the 20s but my ancestors arrived (laughs) at Ellis Island apparently they were escaping a bad reputation and they picked a name out of like they just picked a name out of nowhere and that's why I'm Max Newland it's because they just weren't very creative about it that's nice though Newland you you. uh that's neat my nobody else in the entire United States of America has my last name the way it's spelled so that's cool we can be the last name, weird last name Yeah. Gang. Weird last name gang. We keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're trying to end it. Oh my gosh. Um, so uh, you're on YouTube. Do you want other people to oh, follow you yeah, on other social media? Yeah, that's how we start talking about this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always wish that I had more Twitter and Instagram followers, which is just also Julia Cudney, but with my middle name, which is Anne. I'm not Julianne, but I'm Julia Anne. <laughs> and that's that's cool. it. That's it. I made a I made a what's that website where people review movies? Letterbox. Letterbox. What? I made one of those. I never have posted on it before. I've never heard it's, of this. Letterbox is great because a lot of people um, on film Twitter, which is a good Twitter community, um, a lot of people. I can't decide if I'm in that or not. I don't. I mean. I tweet about movies enough, but not all the time. Mm. And I don't have an actor as my profile picture. It's me. Uh-oh. Well. So, I guess not. I'm a YouTube Twitter. You're a film Twitter of one. Um, <laughs> uh, people will make funny um, lists on Letterboxd. Like, uh, there was one list on Letterboxd that was like, uh, where movies where people get tinnitus after an explosion happens really close to them. 
And that was the whole list. It was just movies where that happens. Cool. <laughs> it was really Hunger Games. And like I other really fun. specific things like um oh god, what, what anyway, it doesn't matter. Letterboxd is a good social I'm media. Literally creating there are lots an of bad right ones. There are lots of bad ones. Yeah, I saw ones. like a Hufflepuff collection. I don't know why I said it like that. Huffle Hufflepuff collection. Of, like just like movies with yellow covers. Oh, that's so <laughs> Herfabirth. I uh one of um, I, I opened a Letterboxd account and I reviewed a couple movies and then I stopped and one of those movies was Frozen. <laughs> so oh wow, I feel good about myself and my. What was your rating? Oh gosh, hold on, I'm gonna have to find it. Um, this is because that's a great question. I have no. I think I liked it. I know I liked it when it came out. Um, uh, but um, when Riverdale came out, I was obsessed with it. I almost made a fan account for for um. Oh, did I say Riverdale for Frozen? <laughs> Really? Yeah, one time I had a sub, like a, to make a PowerPoint in school about anything and just like use the software, and I made a Why Frozen is the Best PowerPoint. Oh. So I hope you'll Did join you us for the people? Frozen episode again. <laughs> uh, I am desperately trying to find my, uh, my letterbox credentials because I don't remember what it was. Beth, where, where are uh, you on, uh, in, on YouTube while we're... While you're trying to Where do Where am I on YouTube? Oh, Nowhere, sorry, thank God. Twitter. <laughs> um, I, on other internet sites, I, um, on Twitter, I'm Beth Eleanor with two R's, so B-E-T-H-E-L-E-A-N-O-R-R. Um, on Instagram, I don't think I've plugged my Instagram. I'm Bethstagram. Not I Bethstagram, because like that. that was taken. But B-E-F-F-stagram. And... I'll update, <laughs> I'll update the, the bio with my, um, oh, I found it. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Hold on. No. Put everything on pause. I have reviewed, um, where is my home profile? I have reviewed Frozen, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, The Silence of the Lambs, and Attack the Block. <laughs> Those are good movies. Um, Attack the Block kicks ass. I know that's a good movie. Um, so I'm I'm at Beth Eleanor with two R's on Letterboxd. Cool. If you want if you want film opinions, <laughs> I had um, six years ago. Go for it. <laughs> what about you, Max? I'm on Twitter as Max underscore, and it's the word underscore, and there is no underscore in it. And I'm on Instagram as Dull Substance, and I'm on I'm now on Letterboxd as Dull Substance. So check that out if you Fantastic. want. Fantastic. I stalked your Twitters and then I was like, but don't follow them until after you record because then you'll be friends and it'll be less weird. Cool. Anyway, now I'm going to follow you. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm already following you because I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> okay. Thank um, you for the follow. You're welcome. Okay, everyone. Um, That's it. That's it. That's the show. Alrighty. We are probably we're probably going to be talking about Homestuck next time. Fuck so yes. That's gonna be a time. Um, so uh, you can follow us at Fan and Ball Pod on Twitter. Um, you can email us at fanandballpod at gmail.com, I believe is the email. And and that's it. That's the show. That's really the end. Thank you. <laughs> okay, okay, bye everyone. Great job, folks.